Yeah, I think we're live. I think we're live. Oh, we got the Instagram set up. Sweet. Um, thank you, everyone, for showing up today. I appreciate it. Showing up early. <laughs> showing up early. I got to be on time. You know, I can't uh, can't disappoint you guys. Can't make you guys awkwardly wait for me. Um, yeah, happy Saturday, guys. Happy day uh, 36 of um, the apocalypse. It's been fun so far. It's been real fun. Um, glad you're all alive and well and um, doing things on a Saturday still, even if it's like a extended vacation for you <laughs> or if it's like a Monday for you. Um, thanks all my new followers on DLive. Shout out everyone. Um, Jester. Um, Justergy Ally, <laughs> Tall Aryan Bear, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Tall Aryan said, I uh, love my love my recent podcast um, and my climate change questions. I uh, appreciate that. I like that. Yeah, Clown clown Apocalypse. I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's definitely what we're living in. Everyone's got their masks ready for the Clown Apocalypse, guys. Um, Contio Bear, thank you. Uh, Miss Chubbs, uh, Mr. Tinternet, I don't know if you guys are a couple, but thank you both. Uh, abolish Circumcision. <laughs> Love to hear that screen name popping up on my feed. And uh, Greek Orthodox Bear, you rock. Um, Lunatic Dad, Lawnmower, um, Apigo, Ape Go Hard Bear, Apigo, <laughs> Ape Go. <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. And everyone else, if I'm missing you, thank you for showing up. Thank you for showing up today on Instagram Live. If you're watching this live or as a replay, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, if you're tuning in, it's probably because you're uh, desperate for new content. You've probably binge-watched all your shows and uh, are ready for <laughs> desperately craving new uh, new content into your brains. Um but yeah, this is Sean V. Planet. If you're not familiar, uh, I have taken a break, so this is like first stream back in a couple weeks. I took time off to build this thing. It's a big wood thing. I just kept calling it the thing because I didn't know what to really call it. It's like a wall. It's like a wall of wood uh, just for this, just for streaming in the background, a little bit of sound distortion, um, and just to make my, my boring apartment look a little more... Um, rustic <laughs> country um and also just as like a daily reminder like not only just the dupes like to build something with my hands like cutting wood to the right dimensions painting it staining it nailing it together assembling it but also just a reminder because i'm going to start making more things and just start preparing to be more of a homesteader in life so i need to learn how to start making stuff like how to make fences and make uh, raised garden beds and greenhouses and stuff like that so this is kind of step one and kind of just a daily reminder in my life that uh, I can do this. <laughs> I am physically capable of making things um, and that I also should be. And then I should be reminded that I should be kind of working towards that at all times. So, yeah, felt a little accomplished by it. And thank you guys when I posted on social media about it. Thank you for showing me some love and appreciation and uh, kind words, even if it was sympathy. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, yeah, this is my live stream. This is live stream 21. I'm going to be doing a little bit of like a big, a book review of an E. Michael Jones, uh, book, short little book he put out. Um, I can't recommend enough. I got it in the mail. I just ordered it in the mail, so I don't have it yet. But E. Michael Jones just put out a book, um, Logos is Rising, and everyone is just raving, raving about how amazing it is and how great it is. And I can't wait to read that. Um, 
I have three books ahead of it in my queue, <laughs> and I'm going to be talking on future streams about some of those. But um, this is a short little like 50, 60 page book, um, kind of more like an extended pamphlet. And uh, it's really good. It's really insightful. We're, I'm gonna be just going to be talking about a lot of the quotes here today and giving my thoughts on it. And I think it's a lot. It's very relatable. Uh, he definitely wrote and produced and published this before the uh, apocalypse. But it's so apparent that he's right about a lot of things, you know, um, about our clown world and how life has become a joke. Uh, we'll get to it, though. As always, faith, loyalty, hope. Try to keep those three things in the front of your mind and life will be good. Um, it'll be good for you. It'll be good for those around you, um, especially now more than ever. That should be apparent. <laughs> Just trust and know and love God. Fear God alone. Um, be loyal to those around you. Always have them in the front of your mind and just be hopeful. Cut the despair. Be optimistic and look towards the future in a positive and loving way. Um, tall Aryan Bear says, um, <laughs> or the face mask. I actually saw a face mask that looked like a clown. Uh, it was like a face mask painted with like a red nose and then like the Joker looking like smile thing. Um, and then there's like a big scary one with like the scary clown from I think it's like American Horror Story. There's like some big creepy giant face mask clown thing. So I saw people, some idiots already <laughs> wearing decorative and costumed uh, masks, medical masks. Um, got tired of waiting for Trump to build it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the wall going up. But also, my wall going up, you know? <laughs> the wall going up. Um, yeah, Trump Trump took too long to build a wall, so I had to go ahead and, with my bare hands, build my own, you know? I had to be a man on my own. Thanks, Trump. Thanks, Trump. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, EMJ is a legend. Um, Paul, thank you for showing up on Instagram. Says, I've been doing the same thing, small projects. Yeah, I think it's just good to build things and make things that matter and not just watch Netflix shows and jerk off all day. Um, I think there is, <laughs> even just for your sanity, just like having a project, planning something out, following through, um, and coming up with something good and useful in the ends, like an end result to like a finished product that you made with your mind and made with your hands. Um, there's something about that that really makes you just sane. And that's what we need in our clown world <laughs> is <laughs> let them all be the clowns. Let them all wear their stupid masks. And um, what we need to do is just be sane and keep our just strength, our mental strength and our physical strength and keep acquiring tools and knowledge and useful things and not just jerk off and watch Netflix all day and order takeout food <laughs> wearing masks but then taking takeout food from delivery drivers that haven't even washed their hands in hours um but yeah so yeah this is my live stream you can also check out my podcasts area bears talking about on my podcast channel so i have like three different podcasts and i might be adding a fourth sometime at some point this year um we'll see what ends up happening with the fourth one but I have three different podcasts. One is I interview artists. It's called Talk About Art. Um, one, I interview comedians. It's called That's Offensive. And one is called Sean Fights the Internet, hashtag Sean Fights the Internet. And I basically just interview and talk to people who are like political-minded, conspiracy-minded, and kind of just internet celebrity people, if I ever get that big to do that. Um, and you can find all three of those podcasts are all clumped together on one feed on my channel. I call it my channel to kind of uh, distinctly divide those. So I have three different podcasts on my channel, Sean B. Planet podcast channel 
on Spotify, uh, Podbean, Stitcher. If you st- I like using Stitcher's app, but sometimes the ads can get annoying. Podbean's app is pretty good for podcasts and uh, Google Podcasts as well. Um, I don't use iTunes, so if you're searching for me on iTunes, it's because I'm not on there. It's not because <laughs> you're searching wrong. I just uh, protest Apple whenever I can and however I can. So that's voluntary choice by me. Fuck Apple. I'm not. I'm not participating with them. Um, so yeah, but find me on all the other things. You can also find a lot of my podcasts and just a lot of my stuff and all the stream replays here on uh, my BitChute channel, which I highly recommend you subscribe to or follow me over there. Uh, BitChute is the future. If they don't censor, they don't uh, meddle in the affairs of their content producers. So uh, they're pretty legit. And I think like um, buy stock, buy stock and BitChute, <laughs> either physical or uh, retort or uh metaphysical <laughs> or uh, I don't know the right word my brain is kind of dead but um, uh, today so that's that's a good way to start a stream it's just not really being all there um, but yeah bitch I'm also on YouTube too but that's also kind of like Apple I really don't like YouTube I don't want to support them but um, that seems to be just like the number one video platform um, for people right now. So I'm on there right now until they kick me off or until I finally get mad enough to voluntarily disassociate. Um, and you can find me on all the social medias and um, Instagram. I'm on Telegram now. I have a Telegram page and I'm just active on there talking to people. And Gab, if you're on Gab, if you're one of those Nazis on Gab, I'm over there uh, posting some stuff. Um, for all my bears out there and Vox Day fans, I'm on Social Galactic now. So if you are on info.socialgalactic.com, um, if you got that invite, I'm on there, um, at Sean B. Planet. Also Telegram, at Sean B. Planet. Instagram, Sean B. Planet. If you're one of those weirdos or you're just a boomer on Facebook, you can find my Facebook page too, Sean B. Planet on Facebook. Um, <laughs> and on Twitter, I am Sean B. Planet, but underscore V3, because I have been censored um, three, four times now um, on my offensive page and now on my page twice. So we're at S-E-A-N-V-P-L-A-N-E-T underscore V3 if you want to follow me for some uh, some funny memes and some help winning some uh, internet debates and battles. I am on there. But you have to do underscore V3 at the end of Sean B. Planet to find me there. And if you want to send me anything, I do pe- I have like some pen pals now, which also I'm sorry, guys, to my pen pals out there. I've been slacking. But um, this week I sent out a bunch of, a bunch of uh, catch-up letters and notes to you guys. And yeah, if you want to just kind of like start a pen pal relationship, I'm down. I'm more than down. Um, give some advice. Just talk about stuff if you need to. Um, I like just doing handwritten notes. I don't type anything. I like to handwrite it, even, even if I'm writing four pages. And it takes me like an hour because I have to stop because my hand's cramping. Uh, <laughs> there's just something beautiful and cathartic about doing that. So if you guys want to be my handwritten pen pal friend and um, or just send me books, send me art, send me cool things you have. Candles. I'm always in the. I'm always in the business of accepting candle donations. I uh, would more than appreciate those if you got them. Just don't spend much, too much money on shipping and don't send me money. I don't need any of that. Save your money. <laughs> Save your money. The apocalypse is coming. The the fun apocalypse is happening right now. The clown apocalypse, as Tolerian says. Um, but yeah, you can find that. You can send all that stuff. I guess I should actually say the address, right? The P.O. Box. Uh, it's S E A N C O R Y. That's my name, and it's P.O. Box three three zero one seven two, Nashville, Tennessee 
37203. Um, yeah, so yeah. And uh, before I get into talking about some other important stuff, um, I did get a hair, I, I cut my own hair. I bought clippers and cut my own hair real short, and I shaved my beard all the way off two weeks ago. So I got two weeks of a new beard going. Um, wanted to get just like a nice little like tan and some air on my face because I've had a beard for like almost a year straight. So I was I was naked and naked and afraid for a while. Uh, <laughs> it was really weird when I first shaved it too, just how cold my face was for like three days, and uh, how foreign the wind felt. But uh, yeah, it was nice and growing back, finally growing back. Um, I built my thing, built built the thing. It's a good thing. It's a big, strong, sturdy thing. Um, thank you, thank you again for the love um, with the thing and <laughs> the end result. Um, yeah, Concio Bear, thanks for showing up. iTunes is fancy pants, and yeah, thank you, thank you on the hair. Yeah, uh, who needs a salon when you can just buy clippers? You know, buy invest in twenty dollar, thirty dollar clippers, and now you have haircuts for life. Um, another little uh, positive, positive end result out of this whole quarantine thing. Um, starting to see what 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 we need to cut out of our life, all the excess and all the uh, nonsense that we don't need. And um, yeah, I got a new church. I found a new church. Not really, but I'm gonna be going and checking him out. Um, I guess this guy is like internet famous. Like I found him just completely just because he was being defiant of laws and just really adamant about having people show up to church every week. And I started listening to some of his podcast lectures and series on YouTube, and he's just. A man of God, you know, <laughs> he's just got that fire and brimstone, just love and fear of God alone. Um, but then the more I looked up, looked him up, he has all these scandals and he's internet famous and stuff, and he has fans all over the world. Um, his name's Greg Locke. I don't know if you ever heard of him or seen him. G R E G L O C K E. He's like internet. I didn't know he was internet famous. I was just kind of like, oh, this local pastor just is keeping it real. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's just <laughs> spitting the truth and keeping it real. And um, so yeah, I'm gonna go check him out. He's doing drive-in services, and he gave him just made a post that he's done obeying any of the laws that require um, social distancing. But he's doing drive-ins because more people have shown up to his church now that he actually can't fit them into the building. So that's pretty awesome. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Another uh, end re good end result of all of the uh, the clown apocalypse we're dealing with right now. Um, Melanie, thanks for showing up. I appreciate it. Hopefully you get all that Twitter stuff sorted out soon. Uh, <laughs> looking forward to uh, your, what is that, sixth, sixth or seventh uh, Twitter account. Um, and uh, yeah, the six millionth, the 6.6 .6 millionth uh, Twitter account for you. Um, good luck with that. Sounds a little bit high, but um, sounds a little bit too high, but uh, maybe, maybe some people out there will believe it and buy into it still and pay your reparations. Uh, yeah, clown apocalypse. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm making progress on reading books. Finally, I built my thing. That was a lot of that was a big time consumer building building the thing, and now I can actually um, just sit down and read and plan some live streams and record some live streams and record some podcasts. So, yeah, we're gonna be doing a lot more of that, a lot more of that in in the upcoming month slash months. So I got content coming for you guys <laughs> if you like this, if you like my ramblings. Um, yeah, I had a really good time with friends, a lot of friends in the area I've made. We've made a little rogue church called Rogue Church. Um, and uh, I like rogue means we can, apparently, and it's like fundamental root form. Um, so I like we can worship. 
is our kind of our our phrase. We can worship, rogue worship, rogue church. Uh, we've been getting together, watching live streams, just having like prayer circles and uh, just kind of like get togethers, heart to heart sessions. And we've been playing Rocket League. It's like a video game. It's, it's, the kids are into this video game, these dang fangled video games these days. And um, we've been playing that, so we're getting good at it now. But we were really bad and embarrassingly bad at it uh, for a while. But it's just been fun to get together and hang out with them um, while everyone is terrified and alone and scared in their own individual house cubicles. Um, it's been nice to just be around people, good, good Christian loving people. And um, yeah, so life's been great. This apocalypse has been so fun. Uh, <laughs> it's been great so far. Uh, I don't know. I kind of don't want it to end. It's kind of being, um, it's opening a lot of eyes to a lot of things. Uh, Babylon is being exposed for what it is. The house of cards is crumbling and people are just starting to like really realize what they need, what they truly need in life and not what they want in life. And so there's going to be a lot of positive, good changes that result from all of this. So I'm happy. I'm having fun. Life's good. Life's great. God's good. God's great. Like everything's amazing. Everything's amazing. <laughs> and I think just if you're a Christian, you're crushing right now. Christianity, even though they're trying to really force us to close our churches and keep them closed, and there's so much anger and negativity about that, um, Christians are just having a great time, like homeschooling their kids, hanging out with their family. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Things are things are looking up for us. Uh, so we'll see how that goes going forward. But yeah, all that stuff. So all the intros over. Um, I do want to kind of talk about some of my quarantine thoughts. Um, if you go back and look at, listen to my, my previous streams, it was kind of right as the hysteria was happening here. And I kind of told you about like my conspiracy theories about it, which I still just think are being proven true <laughs> and will be proven true over time, that this was a giant planned thing, um, a planned economic collapse. The CEOs knew it was up. The CEOs all resigned. China knew something was up. China needed to stop their protesters. Uh, there's a lot of countries around the, around the world that the media wasn't talking about that were facing a lot of protests and potentially violent uprisings against their government. Um, I think it was Chile or um, I could be wrong. I think it was either Uruguay or Chile was having a lot of like really intense violent protests. And, you know, that ship got shut down. Uh, <laughs> martial law imposed. No one really bats an eye. France was having like a resurgence in their um, yellow vest protests. Like people were kind of doing a round two of that. And so that got shut down, you know. Hong Kong protests, China protests, all of their little puppet states in Taiwan and all that kind of stuff were having protests and that shit got shut down very quickly, you know, um, in a brutal way in some cases. And just in America, people were just growing tired of the ruling class and the banking families just controlling everything and dictating things. And people were starting to get a little grumpy <laughs> and complaining. And uh, that stuff has been kind of shut down. You know, everyone now is just obey your government, trust your government, obey the scientists that are telling our government what to do. And uh, yeah, I think it's just, it was just also, it was just, you know, uh, basically like a controlled burn of the faulty system that was crumbling, uh, the forest that needed to be <laughs> destroyed one way or another. I think the rich people didn't want it to naturally collapse in, in, in on itself. They wanted to get out in front of the collapse and um, not only like not only one for one, like blame other people other than themselves, like other than accepting the blame for themselves um, like they did in 2008. Well, kind of did in 2008, 
They um, definitely needed to distract people, keep people docile and um, not angry and not grabbing pitchforks and coming for blood, you know? And um, yeah, it was just, I mean, just, it's so clearly an economic, it's being used by rich people, the ruling class to just take away our rights, restrict our rights, shut down protests and um, control burn the economy and also make sure that they maybe make, make and profit a little bit off of it in the end. Um, so overall, I don't really know the specifics about it all. I'm not into that much of the conspiracies lately, but, uh, overall it just is so clearly big controlled psychological operation and, uh, we're living in it right now. It's like nine 11, but spread out for two months, you know, <laughs> and so everyone's kind of chipping away and piecing away at the people, you know, piping away at the narrative. Um, so much so everyone's so interested in the quarantine that the Pentagon tried to, uh, distract people from questioning and protesting and kind of, you know, finally like pushing back against their policies and restrictions. The Pentagon, of course, releases some bullshit UFO footage and acts like we might have found alien life. And everyone just like was like, you can miss me with that bullshit. You know, <laughs> you can miss me with that shit, bro. Uh, we're not buying that shit anymore. Um, so that's a good sign. Bill Gates, too. Like, Bill Gates is just getting roasted online. And just the fact that people are, are like, open-eyed and awake to him him and his schemes are um, pretty telling. <laughs> people are kind of not really buying in as much as the ruling class would like them to be right now. But, um, but you still see the masks. You still see the masks, which are basically just compliant masks. Which leads me to what I what I have written down, my actual thoughts here. Um, I should say too, if you guys want to ask me questions, I'll get to them in the chat um, here on Instagram. I think Instagram Live is going to cut off after one hour, so in about forty minutes, this will cut off. So if you're liking what you hear, if you're liking what you see, people here on Instagram Live, join me on D Live, which I'm going to be just keeping the stream going. Um, that's D Live TV slash Um But yeah. Yeah, the masks themselves, they are not for your protection. It's so stupid. It's so stupid that people are buying that. Um, they're literally what they are is just a uh, public display of submission. They're uh, an obedience marker. Uh, only executioners and criminals wear masks, guys. Uh, <laughs> only executioners and criminals. Um, it is just one big stupidity and compliance test, all of it. Um Honestly, they don't stop it. <laughs> they don't physically stop it. They don't actually stop any kind of spread. And even if the virus is real and being spread in the air, which they, everyone, again, we'll get to how, how clown world everything is right now. But first, the masks don't help. Now you're required to wear them because they do help. Um, first, the, the virus can only be spread on surfaces. Now it's spread in the air. Um, first it's, you know, this, then it's this, then it's this, then it's this. It's like the narrative keeps changing based on what people are going to buy into or believe. And so when you finally give in, when you finally show them that you're compliant, that you're putting on their masks and walking out and obeying their orders, they're just going to run with that narrative because they don't really care. This whole thing is fake and staged. It's a big hoax. Um, the virus itself might be a real virus, but the, the whole pandemic, the whole hysteria, the reaction to it, what they're trying to make us do is a hoax and it's working. <laughs> it's working to a limited extent. It's working, but not as well as they would like it. Let's say that. Um, miss me with, yeah, <laughs> miss me with them UFOs and shit. <laughs> miss me with that bullshit. Get your fucking fake ass UFOs out of here, Pentagon. Um, yeah. 
Tall Aryan says, do you think Bill Gates' hate is controlled, meaning he's deliberately being lifted up to take the fall, um, like the Weinstein of the medical world? Yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe. I mean, I think he is just so horrible. Like, he's just such a dark, miserable person living a life of just, like, gross despair and hatred of other people. I think he's terrified. He's a small little man, and he's also extremely wealthy. So he's got a big pot of gold in this house that everyone in the world is coming after. And how does a small little weak man stop that from happening? You know, he probably just wakes up every morning terrified, like living a horrible, terrified life where he just cannot stand that other people are out here living and having fun and being good people. And he's probably just constantly paranoid that people are coming for him. And he that mis that type of misery probably leads you to do some gross, evil things. I think that goes for a lot of rich people in general, um, especially people who don't really earn their wealth, really, or who can like stand up for themselves and protect their wealth, um, whether their wealth is money or whether that wealth is like a family. I mean, whatever, whatever your definition of a wealth is, if you don't have the ability to protect your wealth, you're going to live a horrible, terrified, paranoid life. And I think that's what he does. I think that's what he is. It's just a scared, frail little boy who is terrified of people and wants to see us um, not be here anymore. He wants to eliminate his threats, the threats to his gold, you know? Um, and his dad's, his dad was basically eugenicist, um, founded Planned Parenthood or helped establish uh, Planned Parenthood in a big way in this country. So he's, you know, his dad wanted to kill all the babies and now he's going to like try to one up his dad and I'll show you dad that I'm important by killing everyone. <laughs> I'll kill everyone and show you who's, who the real man of this house is, Dad. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's being set up by himself. But, um, yeah, there's just a whole bunch of fishery and tomfoolery going on behind the scenes. And we'll find out about it three or four years from now. The YouTube videos about this are going to be lit. They're going to be lit AF, bro. Um so I can't wait for all the conspiracy videos to finally poke all the right holes in this whole narrative. We're just living in it. So everything right now is just so it's coming out so fast and chaotically and crazy and from every different direction. Who do you believe? Who do you trust? Are you an official narrative person? Are you an authority figure person? Are you a trust government person? Are you trust the YouTube video person? Um, it's just so chaotic and crazy. It's a big cloudy mess right now. But um, when the dust settles in a couple years, we'll start to really see all the lies and all the schemes and plots that were happening and being carried out, you know, this moment as we speak or the last few weeks. Um, so I think, yeah, we'll find out in time what's going on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Even if the virus is real or not, we'll go back to it. Sorry. Thank you, Tolerant Bear. I appreciate that. <laughs> but I need to not also get distracted myself and go on tangents and rants. <laughs> Even if the virus is real or not, the virus itself um, is probably real, but not very harmful. But the reaction to it itself is definitely over-exaggerated and hoaxed. It's fake. It's planned. It's a controlled burn of the economy. And whether, you know, let's say the virus was real, even there's just theories about whether it was released purposely or not. Um, is it an accident? Is it some accident that slipped out of a lab? Is it actually some insanity you know, that we ate a bat and now the world is crumbling because some guy had a bowl of soup somewhere. Um, you know, whatever the whole narrative they want to go with, um, this entire crisis itself is used by the ruling class to stop, to stop protesters and civil disobedience in general. And it's just generally a test to see how easily we will comply. 
the elites use the fear of a plague and earth earthly death, early death, earthly death, both to scapegoat their mismanagement of the economy while also pulling off a massive theft and psyop. And we're right, we're living in the middle of it. Um, we are living in clown world. <laughs> we are living in the psychological operation that is clown world. And um, they're getting us to voluntarily put on the masks. Um, clowns wearing masks trying to shame us. And um, the result, what we need to do is just laugh and say no. That's kind of the answer. Um, just laugh. Just laugh at it. <laughs> we'll get into this. Uh, we'll get into E. Michael Jones' book and some of my thoughts. But, um, yeah, you just got to laugh at it. Just laugh at them and just say no. When they try to stick you with the poisons, just say no. When they try, I even have a mask here. I was going to put it on. A little masky. Put a little mask on. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I'm going to get the Rona, guys. I'm, gonna get the, I'm, I'm here in my house. I'm going to get the Rona. I got to wear my mask. Um, <laughs> just say no. You know. You want going if you're like going to go grocery shopping and you know they have a store at the front or a sign at the front of the store that says um, nobody in without masks. Just turn around, just turn around and walk away. You know, when Babylon asks you to uh, worship at the foot of a golden statue, you know, just say no. Just say no. That's all you got to do. <laughs> I wish I knew how to post that on my feed, Conti Bear. That's awesome. Uh, lady in a giant, um, what is it, trash bags, garbage bags, uh, contraption over her whole head and face. <laughs> I think I've seen it, it's like duct taped and all over her whole body, like a little like uh, ghetto-fied hazmat suit. Yeah, that's awesome. I wish I could post that here. But uh, yeah, thanks for posting that in the chat, Conti Bear. I like that. And um, yeah, Operation Clown World. Let's get into this. I read this book. I uh, recommend it. It's um, pretty cheap to order online. It's a quick read by E. Michael Jones, legendary E. Michael Jones. Um, again, I have his book, Logos is Rising, coming soon. That's going to be so epic. And that's going to be – maybe I just keep hearing amazing reviews about it. But this book was good too. It's more of like an extended um, pamphlet or something. I don't really know what to call it. It's like 60 pages. It's not really a giant book, but uh, – Really insightful, talks about porn, um, kind of in a unique way, discusses and talks about a woman's journey from just living a horrible life, like a horrible upbringing life of being like abused and mentally abused, um, physically and mentally abused, just led into life of just, you know, porn and just sex and just like worshiping and, you know, idolatrizing, idolatrizing falling into a life of just like chasing lust pleasures and um, just feeling alone constantly, not really knowing what to do and just going through life, doing bad things and making bad choices and kind of weaves that girl's life story in and around um, Owen Benjamin and just the porn epidemic in general and the movie Joker. Um, can't think of the director's name, but the Joaquin Phoenix uh, Joker version movie that came out last fall. And it's just beautifully done. The way he kind of like winds and weaves these narratives together is so beautiful. But what I'm going to do here is read some some of the quotes from the book that I really liked in my order, the order I kind of want them to be in um, for this discussion, and just kind of give some thoughts on it. And if you guys have questions about it, about the book or about what I'm talking about, feel free to hit me up in the chat. Um, what up, Dusty? Thank you for showing up. Um, every Again, everyone in Instagram Live, if you want, I think this is going to cut off in about a half hour. Uh, I might be done in a half hour anyways. But if this cuts off, you can always carry on my live stream on dlive.tv slash Planet. 
And then, again, you can just catch my replays at BitChute and YouTube, Sean B. Planet on BitChute and YouTube. Um, I'll have the stream up probably later today in a couple hours. But, yeah, let's get into this. It's uh, The book itself is called How Joking About Life Turned Life into a Joke by E. Michael Jones. Uh, it's an amazing book. Again, highly recommended. <laughs> but let's talk about my little segment first. My little section is The Porn Problem. The problem we have with porn. Um, e. Michael Jones. I'm going to say EMJ. That's a, e. Michael Jones is a mouthful to say a bunch. So I'm going to say EMJ. So uh, EMJ in, his, in, the, in the book states that the main problem Zoomer incels face is finding a mate and starting a family. Um, basically, in general, just the culture we have made, the culture we have collectively come together to create has made a roadblock. Um, to just success and causing a lot of despair and anger and violence to happen, and that is porn. Um, EMJ says, which leads naturally to a state of isolation that the oligarchs see as the ideal form of control. So it's all planned. <laughs> it happens organically. It happens naturally because we choose it. We buy into the schemes. We give into the, We take the tickets. We give into their tricks, um, and we choose to just sit around jacking off instead of actually putting in the work necessary to go find a good mate and put in the work necessary to, you know, start a family and feed your family and, you know, protect your family. Like we're not willing to put in all of that work because we're just mindlessly sitting home jacking off. Like, why would you go do that? Why would you go work hard and invest in your, invest in a prosperous future of true wealth when, you know, right here at your fingertips, you have all of the hottest women and, all of the sexiest scenes and all of the just gross um, degeneracy you want and all the pleasure you can handle, especially in like a quarantine where you're just sitting around your house all day. Uh, it's so easy to just kind of sit around jacking off instead of actually putting in work and building a good solid thing <laughs> or learning a trade or like learning a language. Like instead of putting in hard work, it's so easy just to pleasure yourself and forget about it. Forget about investing in anything meaningful or important, uh, kind of like starting a family. So, and that's exactly what the oligarchs want. That's what the ruling class wants is they want us alone in our houses, sad, depressed, full of despair, angry at each other, not at them, and just jacking ourselves silly, eating stupid food, eating shitty food, pleasuring ourselves in all the ways and not rising up and fighting back against them and also not getting together with each other and creating good things, good, meaningful relationships and families. It's hard to control families. It's easy to control an individual, especially if you're pumping them with free subscriptions to Pornhub. It's easy to control those people. EMJ says pornography is one of the chief engines driving this generation into a sense of despair and despair itself is one of the chief engines driving them to violence. It's just so true. It's just so true. And uh, so again, EMJ does talk a lot about Owen Benjamin. So I wrote here, enter Owen Benjamin into the discussion. Um, any of my bears out there, if you if you don't know what, what I'm saying when I say bear, like tall Aryan bear is here, Contio bear is here. Um, anyone who's not familiar with Owen Benjamin or his streams, they call him, they call everyone involved in that community bears. Um, for instance, I was offensive bear, but I have turned into just Shawnee bear. <laughs> I have turned into Shawnee bear now. Um, offensive bear was uh, mis, mis said too many times because I spelled it with a U-H. But I am Shawnee bear um, over in the bear community. 
I just go by Sean B. Planet though. For most most people do know me as that in that community. Um, it's lively. It's funny. It's hilarious. Bears are just good people. Great people, honestly. They build things. They are funny. They take can take jokes about themselves. Uh, they're into conspiracy theories, but not in a bad way, not in a negative way. They're full of hope and optimism and skills. People like I'm in groups on Telegram with bears. I'm in groups on Twitter with bears and I'm in groups on Instagram with bears. And it ends up just kind of being like farming advice and <laughs> religious discussions, biblical discussions. It starts being conspiracy talks about like Tartarian architecture and Tartarian mud floods. Did the Roman Empire ever fall? You know, just really good, interesting discussions. And it's never negative. It's never angry. And everyone just has a good time. Like nobody is having more fun than the bears, you know. And it's all because Owen Benjamin. He sets a good tone. He sets a good. He's he is a great role model, and he's a true alpha that just leads people. And um, the right people are following him right now. And EMJ definitely sees that in him. Tallarian, yeah, Tallarian definitely agrees. Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. So enter Owen Benjamin. Um, Owen advocates against despair repeatedly. Um, his, his, his recent fame and success is because of political correctness and the anger that has killed comedy. Um, his rise is, I don't know if you know his story at all, if you've heard his story at all, but he was basically kicked out of Hollywood for standing his ground and speaking the truth. And you can't do that if you want to make money in Hollywood. And so he got you know, his agent, his manager all kicked out. Anytime he tries to book a comedy club, they shut it down. Anytime he tries to start anything or do anything in Hollywood or in the comedy scene, like the institution that is the Hollywood scene or like the comedy club scene, um, you start talking about bigger and bigger institutions and groupings of, of um, comedy clubs and stuff like that. They've all just censored and banned him. He's been banned off of uh, Twitter. He's been banned off of YouTube. He's been banned off of uh, like Patreon, kicked him off. Uh, PayPal kicked him off. It's like they really are trying to censor him and silence him and shut him up. And um, all of the end result of that is he gets loyal followers because people go, oh, he must be doing something right. <laughs> that guy must be doing something right. Because um, those places are vile, decrepit places where you can feel free to just post porn. You can just anger hate. You can talk about how much you want to like kill the president or blow up the White House. And you can just keep your Twitter account. But you start talking about what, you know, advocating for people to raise families, cut the despair out of their lives, stop jacking off and um, building and growing instead of hating and mocking. And uh, you'll get kicked off of Twitter pretty fast. You will. Um, but in general, too, I mean, all that being said, too, that kind of stuff has just killed comedy. The censorship, the political correctness. We'll get more into that because EMJ does get into that. But um just in general, the anger, the hate, and the political correctness has killed comedy. And EMJ says in his book, uh, sorry, I also want to say, yeah, and Owen Benjamin got me on the turp. I got my turp here. <laughs> I got my turpentine here. And uh, Shilajit? Shilajit? Yeah. And, oh, man, so I feel so good after doing these little cleanses of that stuff. Um, so the, yeah, again, thank you bears and thank you Owen Benjamin for putting me on to the actual medicines out there in life. Uh, <laughs> feel great, but it makes me a little burpy. So sorry. I get a little burps every once in a while. The turp, little turp burps, you know, uh, <laughs> the yeah, EMJ says about Owen, he says Joker attempted to the movie Joker attempted to drive the zoomers into the abyss of revolutionary violence 
and Owen Benjamin attempts to pull them back to the real world of Logos, a world in which order prevails over chaos. In Owen's streams and stand-up material, people are, um, according to EMJ, seeing and hearing prohibited and repressed topics treated with sometimes irreverent humor, which absolves people of the guilt and anxiety they would normally experience when these topics are addressed. The humor then functions as a kind of soothing elixir and arguably also provides the opportunity for catharsis or a kind of purging of the psyche as far as anxiety, stress, and fear are concerned. Um, this explains why we choose to meme and mock while the world burns. This uh, explains why we don't um, grab our pitchforks and demand change when faced with clown world we meme and talk about it and joke about it on live streams. Um, it's basically a soothing elixir. It's catharsis. It, um, it's better to laugh at Babylon. It's better to laugh and say no at Babylon than it is to fight back and risk dying um, in an attempt to destroy Babylon. And we'll get into PC political correctness here. Thanks again for everyone showing up. Again, on Instagram, I think like in 20 minutes, Instagram's going to cut off. So head over to dlive.tv to continue the live stream. Or if you want to watch the replay, which you might be doing, most of you actually might be watching the replay right now at a later date, but you can find it at YouTube, my YouTube channel, Sean B. Planet on YouTube or on BitChute, bitchute.com slash Sean B. Planet. That's S-E-A-N-V-P-L-A-N-E-T. And yeah, Contio, thanks for the ice cream. I appreciate that. I don't really know what that is, but I like it. <laughs> I can't eat it, but I think it's like a, some, some money. So thank you. Um, I do appreciate that. And yeah, we're just getting to political correctness. Um, yeah, sorry, I got a, little, I got a turp burpee there, guys. Sorry. <laughs> turp burpee, and I need some, I need some caffeine because um, I am not 100% there. So sorry again about that. But yeah, political correctness. EMJ, uh, man, he, uh, he, cuts, he cuts like a knife on political correctness, that's for sure. He, um, EMJ says, it prohibits criticism of the powerful people in charge of our culture. It ensures the death of humor because humor is based on ridicule of the powerful and of beliefs that the culture wrongly describes as sacred. Um, yeah, when you want to slaughter some sacred cows, you, um, I'll just read that again. Yeah, it prohibits the political correctness itself, sacred cow slaughtering. Um, which is what we want to be doing, which is a, a release, which is a, a catharsis, which is a um, purging of the psyche, as he put earlier. Um, political correctness shuts that down. It makes us forces us to bottle up our, our uh, thoughts, which leads to anger and to violence and forces us towards porn as a form of release. But um, yeah, EMJ on political correctness, it prohibits criticism of the powerful people in charge of our culture. It ensures the death of humor because humor is based on ridicule of the powerful and of beliefs that the culture wrongly describes as sacred. Um, so when you can't mock the king, expect people to grab pitchforks and fight the king. Um, he goes on to state in the book, the clown world which Zoomers celebrate in Joker was born out of a disillusionment, disillusionment and cynicism as one sacred cause after another turned into a racket. And uh, just in general, we all know by now, I mean, you should know if you're paying attention, that victimhood pays. 
victimhood gets you book deals victimhood gets you spots on television to promote your books and your blogs and your youtube channels or whatever um it gets you netflix shows it gets you stage time on comedy clubs being the victim has paid off and as a result people are starting to push back and reject all of that bullshit and emj states that feminism killed comedy for women by imposing a political agenda that denied women the right to speak truthful comedy um, the racket that is feminism, the profitability of femi feminism has shut down any women from just being honest with and about themselves and to each other. They have censored their speech and they have to watch what they say and watch what they share publicly, and especially in a, a comedic scenes on a stage or in a movie or you know an improv show. They have to censor themselves um, to keep the racket going. And what that does is kills comedy kills the tr the spreading of the truth the release of the bottled up anger we have for our rulers and the ruling classes and those in charge and those in charge are using political correctness as a weapon to shut us up and stop us and um even joan rivers stated i'm not a woman comic i'm a woman who is a comic uh joan rivers og kept it real the whole way she uh realized what was happening and would never back in back down sort of like owen benjamin um, when they tell you to take the knee, you just don't take the knee. You laugh in their face and say no. And um, EMJ stated that feminists are so blinded by their ideology and consumed by their guilt that they fail to see what they are saying is not funny. And when you just in general, when you refuse to speak the truth, you lose the funny. Um, you get it. The bears get it. <laughs> I always feel weird because like half of my fans aren't bears and they don't know any of this stuff. And half of my fans are bears that just get it. They get this stuff. They know this stuff. And I feel like I'm repeating um, things they already know from EMJ or from Owen Benjamin or from Roosh or for uh, you know, just all these different like brilliant minds out there kind of speaking truth and not holding back. Um, you guys get it. <laughs> but for those who don't get it, um, if you refuse to speak the truth, you lose the funny. And that's why comedy is dead. But that is also why our life has turned into a comedy. Our life itself, because we're not allowed to release the truth, we're not allowed to release our true thoughts on stage or on Twitter or on our YouTube channels. We're censored and we're shut up and we're silenced and we're told not to say these things. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> you know, how dare you say that? How dare you do this? Blah, blah, blah. You're evil. You're bad. Oh my gosh, you're a Nazi. You're alt-right. It's like insult, insult, anger, anger. You can't say that. How dare you say that? The reality is that bottles it up and we stop saying it and we start living it. So we start living in clown world. And... Comedy is to Zoomers what guitar were, were what guitars were to boomers. Like that is <laughs> the most concise point. Um, e. Michael Jones kind of says that, but in my just to simplify kind of the bigger bigger picture, bigger aspects of what he's trying to get at, comedy is to our generation what guitars and music were to boomers. It's a system of control, it's a system of release, and when you try to shut that up, it turns into a societal revolution. When the parents tried to censor the Beatles, the Beatles become bigger than Jesus, according to the Beatles. And when our parents try to shut us up and stop us from talking about feminism and political correctness, uh, life turns into one giant living anti-PC <laughs> world, a mishmash of clown world, everyone acting like idiots.
and life itself becomes a joke. Um, in general, um, before I get more more into some EMJ stuff, uh, millennials feel far more connected to comedy than their boomer parents who were connected to music. Um, the boomers connected to Woodstock and Janis Joplin and the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. And we, millennials, the middle of the middle of the boomers and the Zoomers, we began the trend and the Zoomers are continuing the trend of just being connected more to the truth of comedy than the truth of music. Um, this rise happened with SNL, Daily Show, Colbert Report, Dave Chappelle, uh, just the Comedy Central scene in general, and just stand-up in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s that we were growing up with as teenagers. Instead of playing guitar or watching Woodstock, we were watching Comedy Central Presents. And um, that just in general helped us usher in this change. Um, the boomers play guitars and the Zoomers tell jokes. You know, that's kind of the, the generational shift that's happened. And EMJ states that millennial hopes for economic redress were crushed when police broke up the Occupy Wall Street protests. Instead of overthrowing the capitalist system that had enslaved them with pornography and student loan debt, the millennials decided to tell jokes. So again, when you sit up, when you tell us to sit down and shut up, we will, we will. You can get your police to beat us and pepper spray us into submission, but you're not going to change the thoughts. You're not going to change the actual reality of the situation even though you're silencing our mouths or stopping our fingers from posting things or writing things, you're not going to actually make the changes you want. You're just going to temporarily shut it up or silence it, make it not appear. Um, but the reality itself is the culture shifts towards being a joke when you stop letting the jokes naturally happen. And um, EMJ, EMJ states that the plot of Joker involves a clown who wants to be a stand-up comic. The cultural revolution of the 60s indicates the exact opposite took place. The stand-up comic who wanted to say something serious about the culture got replaced by the clown who introduced Clown World, where the only rational response to identity politics, like feminism, um, intersectionalityism, racism, all that stuff, the only rational response to identity politics is going mad and donning a clown mask and honking a horn. That's the result. <laughs> the generational divide between boomers and their Zoomer grandchildren mirrors the divide between pre and post cultural comedians. That is, um, the old comics made jokes about real life and the new comics turned life into a joke. So again, the old comics made jokes about life and the new comics turned life into a joke. And it's just so true. And Owen Benjamin's a living living proof of that. Uh, not only is he a good man, great man, family man, hilarious in general, like probably top five comedian living today, he is the living proof that when you try to shut someone up and you don't like what they have to say when they're speaking the truth, when they're unabashedly criticizing and telling the truth that people want to hear about those in charge and those in power, you can attempt to shut them up. And he's going to go quarantine himself on a farm, grow food, raise a family, have a beautiful wife and kids, you know, just start crushing in life and then putting his little streams up and uh, doing comedy for hundreds of thousands of people every day for I think it's like two to four hours every day of jokes and interesting thoughts and discussions 
and hundreds of thousands of people show up. And now with the quarantine and everything shutting down, you have tried and true people, you know, government approved people who don't dare touch political correct topics or talking points like Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, um, insert dumb fucking comedian here. Uh, they're now struggling. They're now figuring out, oh no, how do I perform comedy without my establishment provided stage and microphone? How do I, oh no, the camera crew isn't here and I don't have a laugh track anymore. How do I do my comedy? And Owen Benjamin is kind of just shrug, shrugging his shoulders going like, you just tell the truth. <laughs> like all you need is a camera and you tell the truth. You say the truth. Um, that's what people want to hear. And he is just a living proof, living example and proof of that is you can't shut people up. Um, life becomes life. There's no release to it. When you are angry at a president or a king, let's just use a king, for example. If you're angry at the king, the way to not overthrow the king, the way to not let the population grab their pitchforks and storm the gates of the castle is you let people talk about their anger of the king. They release it. They go to bars and they go to pubs and they talk about how shitty the king is and they make jokes about him. They mock him and ridicule him. And then they go back to work and they make their crops and they pay their taxes to the king. When the king tries to shut them up, when the king starts imprisoning them, when the king starts like killing off and executing those who dare speak ill of the king, then people do start to consider grabbing their pitchforks and people do start considering leaving the country entirely. People do start finding ways to subvert the king. Um, those in power need to let us mock and joke and ridicule them and question their authority and question them with our words and with jokes and our just thoughts. <laughs> Otherwise it turns into action. The clown thoughts turns into clown world. Um, and we're seeing it. So we're going to get into this. We're, I'm kind of done talking about EMJ's book. Um, if you have any questions, let me know in the chat. Um, again, everyone, thank you for showing up today. I appreciate it. Um, yes, EMJ is on point. EMJ is, is just so brilliant. So fucking brilliant. He's a national treasure. Um, I only found him last year. So I'm still catching up on a lot of his older works and just in general, some of his theories and I, again, I can't wait to read Logos is Rising. <laughs> I can't recommend it yet because I haven't actually read it, but I keep hearing how just truly amazing it is. So I do kind of indirectly recommend you get it and read it because I know it's just going to be so full of love. I mean, it's literally going to be full of Logos, but it's just going to be full of just love and truth and useful information. And um, yeah, EMJ is on point. <laughs> yeah, Tartarian Mud Floods is the number one conspiracy. I am so obsessed. I'm... That's my number one rabbit hole is ancient architecture and Tartarian mud floods. Like how did these Roman roads survive 3,000 years? How did these Roman aqueducts, these archways, survive 2,000 years? Um, 2,000 years, you know? <laughs> Roman roads, how did they survive 2,000 years uh, and still be used today? Um, some of those buildings, some of those giant um exposés like the chicago world's fair the san francisco world's fair like how did that stuff just get built so enormously and so magnificently and then just be used for a showcase and then just deliberately kind of sh destroyed and shut down and built over um some of that stuff is just so mind-blowing like how did the resources and time go into building such incredible feats of architecture 
only to be used temporarily and then systematically destroyed and replaced by brutalist architecture or just bullshit modern um, steel frame buildings, wood buildings. It uh, just is so mind boggling. And then you look at houses and they're all just built with like two by fours and (laughs) concrete. And then you look at some of these older buildings, these older houses, these older mansions that are just these enormous stone, beautifully sculpted, magnificent works of art. And I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. So I don't know. It's like I, I jump back from giant nefarious conspiracy theory to just people are getting dumb or people are getting lazy or like just because we are kind of living a life of like living in sinful Babylon, that people are just losing touch with what is true and what is beautiful. And what we want is a $2,000 or a $100,000 ready-made home <laughs> made out of two by fours instead of like actually taking a lot of your life time and investing in something true and beautiful, like a well-built stone house. Um, I think that might just be some of it. Like we are just so disassociated with what's with the, the love and beauty of God that we have just kind of chosen in our in and of ourselves to suppress some some of the uh, ancient architecture and technology. And sometimes I just think you know the Roth the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers shut that shit down for one reason or another. I don't know. I kind of go back and forth on what the reason is, what the rhyme and reason is, but. Uh, yeah, I'm just obsessed with all that architecture, the the castles and stuff, the um, World's Fair expos, all that kind of stuff that was built from like 1600 to about 1900. Um, it seems to all kind of stop around the late 19th century, right before 1900. I think that's the Tartarian mud flood theory is that there was a giant flood of some kind, either physical or uh, metaphysical. I keep using that word. I don't know if I'm using it right. Metaphysical. But something happened, and I think it was like 1870 or 1860 is the theory I saw. Um, So basically there was a reset of everything in about the late 1800s, mid to late 1800s. And after that, we just kind of stopped making beautiful things and having good things. (laughs) So I don't know if that was because uh, the Rothschilds rose to power in the early 1800s or the Rockefellers were starting to rise to power in the late 1800s and they kind of conspired behind the scenes to shut some shit down. But um, I don't know. I tend to just believe more like we're just so lost and confused because we're living in um, Babylon Babylonian culture and we're we're too busy putting our heads to the ground and worshiping a golden statue and material possessions and our lust urges and our pleasure seeking than worrying about investing in true beauty and true might and strength and um, considering future generations, you know, 2000 years from now using aqueducts we build out of stone today. Um, I think we're just too worried about having a cheap house to keep us warm and for us to jack off in every night. Post Jazz on Instagram. What's going on, Post Jazz? Thank you for showing up. Um, Eleni, thanks for showing up. Heterodoxy Bear, thank you for showing up. Contio, thank you again. You crush always. You always are crushing. And Post Jazz on Instagram says, it's a stew of both of those seasoned with our love of convenience and what's next. Those who do not love the truth will be given over to a strong delusion. Yeah, yeah, man. Post jazz showing up late and just nuking the place, just dropping some truth bombs here. I like it. Um, we'll give you a warning truth. I think this is about to end. So everyone on Instagram, I think this is about to end because it cuts me off at an hour. And I started about an hour ago. 
So I'm going to keep going here. I have a little bit more of what I want to talk about, and I'll answer some more questions if you have it. We can have a little bit of Tartarian Mud Flood chats here at the end if you want. Um, but head over to DLive, and uh, we'll continue that. Yeah, actually, so yeah, it actually is telling me. to count me down now. 20 seconds. So post jazz. Everyone on Instagram, head over to DLive because uh, in 15 seconds this is going to end. And for everyone on Instagram watching this, follow my shit, Sean V. Planet on all the things. Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Podcast, BitChute, YouTube, and all the social media stuff. Sean V. Planet. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, there we go. There it is. Perfectly timed. Perfectly timed plugs. <laughs> Perfectly timed plugs. That's a Tartarian mud flood conspiracy right there in and of itself. Um, let's just make sure I don't delete this. And yeah, so yeah, D Live, my, my real OGs, keeping it real with me here in the D Live chat. Um, we're going to continue this, and everyone at a later date streaming this will uh, obviously be continuing listening to me talk here. Um, Tall Arian says, that's the level 9000 conspiracy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Any other comedians who held the line? I don't know. Like, I feel like a lot of comedians, they, they try to hold the line and then they just cave. I really think they eventually just cave. Um, Norm McDonald hasn't for sure. Um, yeah, I can't really think of any. I know some smaller name comedians just from being in the scene of San Diego and like the comedy store who just, they just, they're like, I'm done. I'm done. They are in LA where they have to shut their mouths and obey. You're not allowed to talk about trannies. You're not allowed to talk about gay people. Oh, how dare you make fun of feminism? How dare you as a white male talk about that? And they just go, all right, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> so they hold the line, but they don't continue their comedy careers. Like Owen Benjamin is one of those people who just was like, all right, I'm out, but I'm going to go buy a laptop, learn how to stream, and uh, continue this in another way. So if that's what you mean specifically, like as a comedian who held the line, did they stand their ground and continue finding alternative ways to do their comedy? I don't know if there's that many because the pressure and attacks have to just be insane. The behind the scenes attacks on those people has to be you know, a mixture of scary, threatening. There's probably a lot of bribery. There's probably a lot of just, you know, yanking the chain and trying to pull away what you're used to, all your earthly material possessions and stuff like that. Um, so I don't know if people continue really to do it. But I do know some people that just were like, fuck it, I'm out. I'm not doing this anymore. Um, my my truth, my word is more valuable to me than um, some time on stage with a microphone. And um, I respect those people a lot. Um, obviously, I'm not going to say those people's names <laughs> because they're not choosing to be in the public anymore. Um, but yeah, other comedians that held the line. I don't really know. I thought Dave Chappelle was doing it for a while, but he clearly didn't. He clearly sold back out to uh, Netflix and um, yeah, Norman Donald. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Sam Tripoli is one of those guys that kind of strikes me as potentially trying to seek and tell the truth, but then he also obviously, when the going gets tough, he does like call up his buddy Joe Rogan and try to get some strings pulled. So he is kind of definitely behind the scenes still in the beast system. Um, but he does at times appear to be kind of seeking the truth and speaking the truth. So I don't know. That's a good question. I'll get back to you, Tal Arian. Um, 
you know, the story of those castles are always like, quote unquote, some carpenter who built it for his wife and then he died and had no kids. Yeah. Oh, this guy, this brilliant, extraordinary man that had all these obviously good networking connections and supply line connections and um, either was some brilliant architect himself or hired out um, really good, smart people to build his house or his castle. Um, wasn't smart enough to have children and carry on his family line. Mm, suspicious. <laughs> suspicious. And then the next owner just destroys it. It's like, all right, like, <laughs> the next guy who buys the land or, like, the king who takes over the land doesn't just go, wow, there's some real value in this house. Uh, I'm going to keep it and maintain it and build on it, um, make sure it thrives and prospers for a while. No, but just tear it down and put a shopping mall there. <laughs> we got some strip clubs and some tattoo parlors going in we need uh, to profit off of. We don't need your beautiful work of architecture. Illuminati confirmed on that timing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Um, yeah, but uh, Norm knows how to jujitsu the grub. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, Norm is like eight years ahead of us on everything and all things. That's for sure. Norm McDonald, shout out. Um. Oh, Jesse Lee Peterson does that. I mean, I wouldn't know if you'd call him a car. I don't There's like some podcasters, I think, that I don't know if you would consider them comedians, like Roosh V. Um, Jimmy Dore is another one. Um, whether you agree with his politics or not, he's fucking hilarious. And he's still, I mean, he, he exited the whole beast system, made his own podcast channel on YouTube, and he speaks his truth. I mean, again, I don't really agree with a lot of things he advocates for. He's definitely like a big government, pro-government guy, very liberal, but he'll keep it real like he doesn't hold back he's right now on his stream i mean all of his viewers are going to be voting biden and he's just railing on biden all day every day it's kind of funny <laughs> but he keeps it real you know and you know it's just weird that he was like pro bernie so it's kind of weird that i'm like very obviously bernie was a scam and a hoax and not gonna save anybody and so he had kind of false hope and false optimism in him but he's still telling jokes he's still telling his truth and not giving in to what the ruling class wants him to say. And so when Bernie drops out suspiciously, uh, Jimmy is not – Jimmy Dore, that is, is uh, not just bowing and kowtowing and going, well, I guess now we all have to vote for Biden. He's actually sitting on his channel like kind of speaking up and standing out and saying, fuck that. I'm not voting for Biden. That's exactly what the fucking ruling class wants me to do. So mad shout out to Jimmy Dore. I can't believe I forgot him. He's uh, He's crushing. Jesse Lee Peterson, like I don't know if you would call him a pastor or a blogger or a podcaster or just like a generally good man, but he's hilarious and he just speaks the truth. He's never once changed or, you know, altered his his thought for anyone, for any kind of sponsor or for any kind of um, um, appeasement of the ruling class, if you will. Um, he doesn't back down from just speaking the truth or um, – saying the truth as he knows it and trying to wake people up to the truth. He doesn't cave. He doesn't give in. Um, yeah. Look him up. Yeah. Look up Jimmy door. It's it, you spell Jimmy, right? But it's actually D O R E Jimmy door D O R E. He's hilarious. He's hilarious. And just know like, you're probably not going to agree with him if you're more on the right or if you're more like a libertarian, you're not going to agree with what he wants his policies, prescriptions, but you're going to laugh at just how real he keeps it and how he, um, just tells the truth and isn't afraid of backing down from the truth. And that's hilarious. I sit there and I just laugh constantly at Jimmy Dore. And that's it. Because we bottle up our emotions. We're not allowed to laugh at these things. And then he just lets loose. Um, 
Yeah, I've heard Jesse described as black. He black. <laughs> Jesse Lee Peterson. He black. Uh, <laughs> He black, he black. Uh, yeah, J Jesse Lee Peterson saved my life, so uh, I can't give more more credit to him. Uh, Roosh V2, I mean, Roosh keeps it real. He's not afraid, but that's like, I don't know if you'd call him a comedian. I don't know if he was. I don't know if he is now. Um, there's a lot of other people out there kind of in that same vein of just being like really good podcasters that keep it real. I mean, a lot of people I know, like a lot of like just not famous people I know are out there speaking the truth. Um, a lot of people in like the libertarian anarchy com communities and circles, they don't give in. They don't give up. They'll speak their mind. They don't listen to the PC culture BS. Um, and especially now, I mean, especially with all the pushback and all this clown world and all the government trying to take away our rights and just push all this like Holocaust and pandemic bullshit on us, which is what I need to get into. Um, <laughs> all this pandemic hoax, this... Uh, Clown, clown apocalypse taking place. Uh, a lot of libertarians and anarchists see right through the shit, and they're not afraid to call it out and mock it and joke it. Um, case in point, <laughs> you know, voluntarist here. You know, it's like I'm not afraid to stand up and speak the truth. Um, but it's like I don't know if you call me a comedian or if I'm famous at all. Um, I have tens of followers and listeners. <laughs> I might be at hundreds, but I like just saying I have tens because I can I can rely on tens of people to listen to what I have to say, um, at the very least. But uh, yeah, Roosh is hilarious. But let's get into this. Let's wrap this up again. Tall Aryan, anyone else tuning in on D Live here live still? I'm gonna go for like another ten minutes um, talking about this. If you have any questions or comments, hit me up. I'll get to them after this. But let's do talk about just the end result of everything I was talking about earlier, which is that old comics made jokes about life. Old comics of the past, funny people in the past, were able to release and like cathartically release <laughs> uh, the truth about our, the ruling class and the rulers and the powerful people of society by telling jokes. I mean, you release the steam off the, off the valve. You release some pressure. And uh, now that we can't do that, now that PC, PC culture has shut everyone up, um, now that everyone has chosen to worship at the golden calf uh, to keep their fancy pants and their material possessions, um, and in doing so, in order, to, in order to receive those fancy pants and material wealth and possessions and pleasures, they've sacrificed telling the truth and telling it how it is. And as a result, they have turned life into a joke. And we are currently living through the Holocaust. Uh, <laughs> the big hoaxed event called the Holocaust, uh, the pandemic, the ruling class pandemic that we're facing right now. But here is just a sample of modern day examples of how ridiculous our life has become um, currently, the current state of affairs. We are told to not leave your house for any reason at all. Um, of course, unless you have a reason, then feel free to leave your house. Um, all the stores are closed. That's it. Guys, keep that in mind. Every store, every business, every church is closed, except for the ones that are allowed to be open. Um, this virus is very deadly, guys. Don't forget that. It's very deadly. Um, but also it's not. So don't forget that. Um, the virus doesn't infect children, uh, except for the children that it does infect. And... Um, also, the virus only infects humans. Animals are not infected by the virus, uh, except for tigers in a zoo. Don't forget that. 
and um, somehow prisoners too, somehow prisoners isolated away in their um, jails and prison cells, somehow they have giant outbreaks of the virus. So um, yeah, that's all just ridiculous. Um, of course, the masks, the masks we are told to wear, the compliance masks are completely useless to prevent the infection, but also we are supposed to wear them to save lives. And you're a monster and a heathen and an evil person if you do not wear the mask that is completely useless. Um, this was all caused by eating bats. Um, <laughs> just, I can't believe we're still going with that. <laughs> I can't believe that's still the theory people are going with and believing that this all started because bats, because someone in Wuhan, China ate a fucking bat. Um, but again, I mean, it's kind of like how we all believed that monkey sex caused AIDS. It's like uh, everyone still kind of believes that. It's all ridiculous. It's all so stupid. Um, according to the press, the testicles hold the virus. So guys, your testicles are the cause of the disease. Cut them off. Um, <laughs> according to our media companies the virus might be spread with farts so uh hold in all your farts because you're spreading uh plague that is very deadly and killing jillions gajillions of people guys um male nurses with estrogen patches are better at fighting the virus according to rothschild and rockefeller own media sources um, I think we should just go ahead and inject them with soy. Just start injecting them with soy and get it over with. Turn all those males into women. Otherwise, we all die. Otherwise, the Holocaust happens. Um, alleged pedophile Tom Hanks's blood is uh, going to be used in development of the vaccine. So, like, of course, um, let's use a alleged pedophile and a creepy man, Tom Hanks. Um, let's just take some of his blood and injected into all of us yeah hey post jazz <laughs> thanks my wife um, we have protesters going outside to protest other protesters from going outside so um, there's that uh, our culture is just a big joke guys <laughs> we're living in clown world everything's so so insane and the end result is you just laugh and say no just laugh and say no. Laugh at it and just say no to the clowns. Mock them and don't obey them. And again, if you're something is telling you, someone, someone or some place is telling you to wear a mask or take the vaccine, just say no. If someone's telling you that your farts are spreading the virus, just laugh at them. Just laugh at them. Just let it, give them some time. Let the dust settle, and then then call your family and talk to them if they're being hysterical. Um, I've kind of cut off just associations with friends and family that are being just a little overly emotional about this whole thing and literally believing the clown world um, as truth and not seeing it for what it is, which is a big joke. Uh, again, life is a joke. <laughs> life has turned into such a joke. And if people aren't taking it as a joke, uh, just give them some time. Just give them some time. You just continue to crush. You continue to laugh and mock at them at what needs to be mocked and <laughs> ridiculed. Um, tell the truth that needs to be said um, on your social media pages or whatever in your friend groups, and just don't obey them. And give your loved ones some time. They'll calm down. This whole thing will pass soon. Um, the new normal or whatever they're calling it will happen, and people will get used to it and go about their normal lives. And then you can start telling them that the farts weren't actually spreading the virus. 
the testicles weren't actually holding the virus and spreading the virus and that it wasn't a fucking bat <laughs> someone eating bat in liquid that caused this all um, so if your family or friends are just a little too emotionally unstable right now to handle that kind of stuff just disassociate just you know just I'll talk to you in a few weeks mom <laughs> I'll call you back in a, in a month or two dad when you're uh, not being crazy and hysterical uh, so again just laugh just laugh at it just say no mock the clown world it's inevitable they've made PC culture PC censorship so like I said victimhood so profitable that the crackdown as a result is PC culture censorship and because people don't want to lose their money or their fancy pants or their material possessions the easy answer is just disassociate do what Owen Benjamin did make your own live stream instead of you know sacrificing the truth or caving in to the will of those hostage takers demanding your compliance um, just 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 say no just disassociate go make your own thing or just walk away it's not worth it um, yeah thank you post jazz again thank you everyone for showing up Concio bear for the ice cream I appreciate it I do tall Arian thanks for your comments and your questions um, he said Hank's Hank scene. <laughs> yeah, take your Hank scene, guys, made by Bill Gates, Billy Goat Gates, uh, pharmaceutical company. Take your Hank scene and uh, don't forget to wear your mask. Don't forget to comply, guys. Wear your mask. Um, yeah, I guess if anyone has questions, I'll answer them. Otherwise, I'll wrap this up right now and let you guys get back to your quarantined weekend. Um, yeah, this was Joking About Life. Thank you for tuning in live, guys. Thank you for watching. If you are at a later date on BitChute or YouTube, um, subscribe to my podcast channel. Again, I'm going to be having a lot more podcasts coming out soon on my podcast channel that can be found on Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Um, I think a few other places I don't even know about. I think they pop up on some podcasts, apps that I don't even really send them to, but they end up there somehow. So somehow you can find me in other places as well. But those are some good apps. I like using Podbean, Spotify, just because I have a subscription and don't have to listen to their ads. But Podbean's a good app to use, and it's free, and there's no ads. Stitcher has some ads, but it's a really good-to-use app. Google Podcasts, the app kind of sucks, but there's no ads. So I like kind of sending people to those four places. Um, and you can catch all my streams and videos of some of my podcasts on my channels on YouTube, Sean V. Planet on YouTube and bitshoot.com slash Planet. And again, you can send me things. You can be my handwritten pen pal friend, or you can send me books to read, art to hang up in my room, um, candles. I'm always accepting candle donations. And if you want to like just write some questions for me here in the chat, um, hit up my P.O. box with some, with some, post, with some snail mail. Um, that's Again, that's S-E-A-N-C-O-R-Y, Sean Corey is my name. And it's P.O. Box 330-172, Nashville, Tennessee, 37203. And, yeah, hit me up there. And if you want to follow me on social media, if you want to meme with me or joke with me or mock me or send me your hate mail or your criticisms or your demands for apologies for mocking uh, victims and feminists, you can hit me up at Sean V. Planet on Instagram, Telegram, uh, Gab, if you're a Nazi, uh, Social Galactic, if you're a bear, 
And I'm on Twitter as well, but you have to, at the end of Sean V Planet, put underscore V3. So Sean V Planet underscore V3, because I continue to be censored there. But hit me up. And uh, yeah, again, guys, thank you for showing up. I do appreciate it. Have a happy Saturday. Have a happy quarantine. And continue to just mock Clown World and continue saying no to obedience tests and compliance tests. And as always, guys, just do good, be good, love and be loved. And I love you guys. And I forgive all the haters out there. And I just hope everyone finds the truth and love of God in their own way, in their own time. So, again, yeah, just love and be loved, guys. Take care.